The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day. We're in church and the Aggies beat Alabama. It is a great day to be alive. So we continue in our journey through the story. The story is the Bible. It's not our story. It's God's story about how he has brought salvation to the world. And we continue now on a journey through the story. It began in the garden where Adam and Eve had to make a choice. They had to choose whether they would obey God or rebel against Him. Well, now the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness for 40 years come to the moment when they too must make a choice. Our scripture today comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. And I'm also going to have a second reading I've thrown in from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verses uh, thir 13 and 14. You won't see them up there because I just added it. But open up your Bibles, follow along, pull out your smartphones, your tablets, use the church Wi-Fi, pull up the webpage, find your Bible app. Let's share together in God's Word. Let's listen to how God speaks to us. Deuteronomy chapter 30. These are the words of Moses. He is speaking to the children of Israel. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse, so choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, by loving the Lord your God, obeying His voice, and by holding fast to Him. For this is your life and the length of your days, that you may live in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give to them. And now the words of Jesus in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 7. Listen to what Jesus says. Enter by the narrow gate, for the path is wide, and the way is broad that leads to destruction, and many are those who enter by it. For the gate is small, and the path is narrow that leads to life, and few are those who find it. Jesus declares it. Moses reflects it. We get to make a choice. Happy, healthy, longer living can be ours. Will you join with me in a moment of prayer as we begin to think about this? So Heavenly Father, may the words which are about to come out of my mouth and the meditations that we will choose to place upon our hearts. May all of these things be acceptable in your sight. O oh Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen.
Well, Jesus declared it. Narrow is the path that leads to life. Moses declares, choose life that you might live. You see, brothers and sisters, when we walk with God, even in our wilderness, we will discover happy, healthy, longer living. And what's wrong with that? I heard the other day of two politicians, a Democrat and a Republican, were arguing as to which one was the better Christian. The Democrat politician said to the Republican, I am a better Christian than you. I bet you $10 you can't even say the Lord's Prayer from memory. The Republican politician said, I'll take your bet and you're going to regret. I know the Lord's Prayer from memory. So he began to pray. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Well, that Democrat just started to laugh. And he said, well, here's your $10. I didn't think you could do it. Friends, do we really know what it means to walk with God? Do we really know what it means to trust in God, to love God, to have faith in God? Do we know what it means to walk with God? The children of Israel didn't understand it. So God went on a walk with the children of Israel. And for 40 years, he journeyed with them, teaching them, showing them what it means to live by faith. And when you walk with God, you discover happy, healthy, longer living. I wonder, have you ever felt like you've been stuck in a wilderness and you wonder, where's God in all of this? Brian's mother was stuck in a wilderness. I met Brian and his mother. They were members of Bear Creek Methodist Church, a church I served as an associate in the mid-80s on the west side of Harris County. And uh, Brian and his mother were in a crisis. In just a two-month period, Brian's mother went through a divorce. She became a single parent. And then the very next month, they lost their house in a foreclosure. In just two months, they had gone through a terrible crisis. And now a single mother raising a 13-year-old teenage boy, if that was not hard enough. One Wednesday evening while the church was gathered for Bible study and fellowship dinner, a lot like we do on Wednesdays, word came 
to us pastors that Brian had accidentally died in a drowning accident while he was on a camp vacation. In three months, Brian's mother went through a divorce, lost a house, and her only child was dead. Have you ever felt like you were in a wilderness? I looked at Brian's mother and I knew she was in a wilderness. The truth is, brothers and sisters, the children of Israel are not the only ones who ever walk in a wilderness wondering where God is. We all, at some point in our life, face the circumstances of life which are so hard. We wonder, why did God lead us into this wilderness. I wonder what wilderness might you be in as a nation. We're dealing with uncontrolled, uncontrolled debt, urban violence, political unrest, illegal immigration. And if that's not enough nationally, then individually we may be dealing with depression, disease, divorce. The list is endless. The reality is we find ourselves at times wandering in a wilderness. What about you? What wilderness are you facing? Well, I have good news for you. God does not leave us in our wilderness. He comes to us. He shows His presence to us and He reveals to us His life and His love so that we, with Him, may journey through that wilderness. Amen. This is the witness of Moses to the children of Israel we encounter in the book of Deuteronomy. Our scripture today comes from the 30th chapter, the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy is known as the last will and testament of Moses. It was the last book that he developed and wrote before his own death and before the children moved into the promised land. It records the Exodus experience. Now the children of Israel had come to the moment when they were to inherit the promised land that God promised to the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so he delivers a sermon to them. We call that chapter 30. And in this sermon, Moses challenges the people to make a choice. A choice that will determine the direction their life will take because of the wilderness. And in it, he reveals that the children of Israel had been wandering, had been in slavery in Egypt for 400 years. The only life they had ever known was a life of bondage in slavery. They only knew how to be slaves. 
They didn't know how to be a people of God. They didn't know how to walk in faith with God. So God made a decision. I will come and walk with you. And for 40 years, God journeyed with the people through the Sinai wilderness. And he revealed the signs and wonders from heaven. The manna, the bread of heaven that came down to feed. And the water, and the quail, and the food, and the strength, and the guidance. In less than 10% of the years they were in slavery, God showed them how to be a people of faith. And now they come to the moment where they must choose for themselves the path they will follow. You see, brothers and sisters, God never forces himself onto anyone. He allows us to make a choice. We get to choose. Will we follow in the bondage of slavery to sin? We can choose to do that. Or will we choose the narrow path that leads to life? We get to choose. And if we choose the narrow path, then God promises through Moses this. First, we will experience happy living. When we make the choice to walk with God in our wilderness, what we receive is happy living. Listen to the word of the Lord. Deuteronomy 30, verse 20, the first half, first part. Choose life in order that you may live, you and your descendants, first by loving the Lord your God. Happy living is the result of of loving God. It's simply the result of saying, Lord, I love you and I'm going to follow you. You see, happiness is not the absence of problems. Happiness is the presence of God that lifts us over our problems. I have studied this Bible for over 40 years as a professional theologian. And nowhere in this Bible does it say, believe in me and life will be on easy street. Nowhere does God promise an easy life. He promises a victorious life. A life that overcomes a life that is filled with purpose. And all we have to do is love Him. And when we do, He guides us through the turbulence of life. Have you ever been caught in turbulence? Sometime back, I was on a flight returning from Los Angeles, California to Houston. And when I got on the plane, I met the seatmate, and we got into a conversation, and I told him that I was a Methodist preacher in Texas, and boy, that fired up some kind of conversation. We were talking about God and Bible and church and all kinds of fun stuff. Well, I don't know if you've ever flown from the west to Houston, but when you cross over the Colorado Rockies, 
you hit a lot of air turbulence. I mean, we hit a pocket of turbulence and that plane started to bounce and drinks falling off of the trays and a compartment opened and things were shaken and this guy grabbed me on the arm and he said, look, you're a preacher, do something about this. I said, listen, buddy, I'm in sales, not management. The reality is we find ourselves sometimes in the turbulence, don't we? In the very first year of Christ Church in 1991 in the Woodlands, I got to know Ed and Gwen. They were members number five and six, the young couple who desperately wanted to have children. Gwen had experienced a couple of miscarriages Fertility is a terrible issue for young couples to deal with. And so we rejoiced when she was pregnant again and at the fourth month, she miscarried again for the third time. I don't know if there's a greater pain that a woman has to go through than to desperately want a child and to miscarriage and then you have that absence in your heart and then your body is dealing with the postpartum depression because the hormones are still raging through thinking you still have a child and I remember saying to Gwen in the hospital in her tears I said Gwen we love you and God loves you and we're not going to let you walk through this alone we just loved her. In June of 2019, I had my very last sermon at Christ Church. That Sunday, we did a baptism. A baptism of a little baby by the, um, who was the child of Bailey. Bailey was the adult daughter of Ed and Gwen. Can you imagine the joy in Ed and Gwen's face to know the journey they were on and to see their little grandbaby being baptized? If you love God, He will guide you through the turbulence. When we choose to walk with God, we have happy living, then we have healthy living. And healthy living is the result of loving the Lord your God and by obeying His voice. God speaks to us every single day. And we need to listen to His voice. How does He speak to us? He speaks to us through the Holy Bible. He speaks to us in prayer, private and public. He speaks to us through the commandments and through the Beatitudes and through the Gospels. He talks to us and tells us the path that we need to follow. And all we have to do is obey and listen to Him. And the result of that is a healthy life. A healthy life. Sometime back, Judy and I uh, decided we were going to go to a fancy seafood restaurant in the Upper Kirby District of Houston. Sounds pretty fancy, doesn't it? 
And it was pretty fancy. We were having a great time. I won't give you the name of the restaurant, but we're there and we're having our, our dinner and the music and the band is playing and people are, you know, clinking glasses and laughter and chatter. And then all of a sudden, the fire alarm goes off. I mean, the horn blares, the strobe lights are flashing. And Judy and I stand up because when the fire alarm goes off, what do you do? You walk out. We got up to walk out. I turned around. Nobody was leaving. They're talking and laughing. The band's playing and glasses clinking. So we walked out of the restaurant. It's a fire alarm. Well, the maitre d' came up to us, saw us walking out, and he says, oh, don't leave, don't leave. We'll come get you if the fire trucks arrive. I said, no, you don't. We'll be outside when the fire trucks arrive. It amazed me. The rule is when the fire alarm goes off, get out of the fire. That's a simple rule. Well, there was no fire. It was a false alarm. But it made me think. Why do we wait for catastrophe to follow the rule? God has given us the rules. Why do we wait for a disaster in our lives to call upon God? Why do we wait for God to rescue us out of danger when He speaks to us every single day? We can obey God. And when we do, our life becomes healthy. We may not understand everything, but God does. His rules are not meant to punish us, but to protect us. When you choose to walk with God, you have happy living, healthy living, and then you receive longer living. Yes, you add longevity to your life. Listen to the word of the Lord. So choose life in order that you may live by loving the Lord your God, by obeying His voice, and by holding fast to Him. Hold fast. You simply say, Lord, I don't understand everything. I can't figure out everything, but I know you can, so I'm going to hold on to you. And when you hold on to the Lord God of the universe, He leads you through, and your life will be prolonged in the land of the living. Listen, don't listen to me. Don't believe me. Believe the science. I have right here an article published by Emory University, my alma mater in Atlanta, Georgia, where I went to seminary. The title, you see the, the image of the article, it was published in 2018. The headline of the article is this, study shows a link between regular attendance at religious service and longevity in life. Right here, the science and scientists have discovered the Emory Rollins School of Public Health, the Emory University Hospital System, and the University of Michigan conducted a 10-year in-depth study between 2004 and 14 on the effects of faithful people and worship service attendance in their lives. And I highlighted in red, here, I mean in yellow, here is the result of a scientific study. And I quote, 
we have found that there is substantial amount of protection against mortality for all causes of people who attend religious services once a week or more. Even those who attend less frequently have greater protection against mortality than those who don't attend at all. Going to church saves you. I've been saying that for years. You actually live longer because we are walking with God. It's a promise that He gives to all of us. Happy, healthy, longer living can be ours. Brian's mother discovered this. What do you say to a woman whose only child has died? What do you do? As pastors, we said we're just going to love her and journey with her. As I began to watch her as the, one of the pastors in the church, I began to notice a serenity about her, a strength that she had. And I wondered, how could someone journey through such pain and still have joy? So I wanted to get to know her better. And the more I got to know her, the more I fell in love with her. And I loved her so much, I married her. You see, that woman who lost a child is a woman who I saw to have strength and the power of God within her, and I wanted to know what that was like. When I stand up here and preach to you, we know how hard life can be. And we know how great God is if we simply walk with Him. Happy, healthy, longer living will be ours. And what's wrong with that? Will you join with me in a moment of prayer? So Heavenly Father, we thank You for this gift of life that You bestow upon us. Through this hour and the songs and the scriptures and our singing and our praying, remind us again of your eternal presence and of the good life that you bring. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.